Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's podcast is brought to you by Ride Racers, where you can play to earn and play to own. By utilizing the cars, mechanics, shops, gas stations, and racetrack lands, you can now win crypto prizes and own parts of the game you love to play. To get started, all you need is a driver and a car, and you can start playing to earn today. For more information, please go to riotracers.com. Again, that's riotracers.com. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Crypto Current. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a special guest all the way out in Rhode Island working on a really cool play to earn game that I'm excited to learn more about and that you should be excited to have on your radar. Uh, we have Premium Carrots, aka Michael with Riot Racers. How are you doing today? Hey, I am doing excellent. I appreciate the, uh, the airtime here. Thanks for having me on. No doubt, man. Well, excited to learn about this game. Uh, but first, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Can you give us a little bit of background on yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before crypto and NFT world, uh, I was involved in kind of finance for a while. Uh, then I was involved in uh, actuarial and data sciences. So career before uh, crypto and NFT space was I was in health, um, kind of health and wellness industry. I was in banking. I was in insurance. And uh, that was the past like 12, 13 years. Um, and then early, you know, I dabbled in crypto in 2017. It was always kind of on my radar. Uh, but it was really it was early in 2021 where I uh, began to learn about NFTs and something really clicked with them. Uh, I became, I'm going to call it minorly obsessed, although it's full-blown issue, like seek you know, <laughs> medical attention type of thing. And um, I just, I went ahead first and I really, I never looked back. And, um, you know, I've, been in the space since then. Uh, I went full time in the space uh, in about uh, like end of July, early August. I went full time, and it's uh, it's been a, a wild ride, um, and yeah. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Man, well, congratulations on on taking Thank that you. plunge. I, I I know that going from you know either a traditional working background to just full degen into like <laughs> I am making this my full time job is is a big transition and uh, it sounds like you have a lot of exciting things to be looking forward to in this space. So learning about crypto back in you know, seventeen eighteen, but really getting passionate about it and like fully into it into last year. You know, one of the things I always like to bring up before we kind of go too deep in this conversation is: Do you think people are too late? to get into crypto right now. So a lot of people think like they've missed the boat, they've missed the ship, right? Like they're they're too late. Uh, what's your opinion on that? You know, the short answer is no. Um, I think being too late, there's probably different perspectives though, right? There's this perspective of like price, am I too late? Did I miss the, the ride up? And even for that, I think the answer is no. They're, you know, if you're coming into Bitcoin 10 years ago and you come in now, obviously it's going to be very different again from a price perspective and just thinking about the returns. But we're thinking about it from more of a knowledge base and uh, utilization case. I don't think so at all. I think it's a quick learning curve when you get in and you fully understand what it's all about. Outside looking in, it, it can be you know intimidating. I remember really before I, I fully came in and embraced crypto and NFTs, 
Uh, I thought very much it was black box. It was, you know, I'm just, I just, I don't know what this is or what the big deal about it is. Um, but I think when people can really learn about, you know, blockchains and their future use and the tech behind it and all the good that it can do, uh, I, I don't think people are late or rather, you know, will be too late at all. I really don't. I agree. And uh, I just appreciate when, you know, hearing from people who are getting into this space, even within the last like two years, that we're still super early in this game and there's still a lot of opportunity and a lot of various aspects within this space. So um, I appreciate you, you know, sharing that sentiment. But the reason why we came here, the reason why we're here to listen more about this, to learn about Riot Race's game. So what is it? How'd you come up with it? and, And why are you so fired up about this play to earn game? Yeah. So Riot Racers, um, I'm VP Data Science for Riot Racers. I've been with the team since July. The project started uh, late April, beginning of May. It was founded by uh, Metacon. And shortly after that, our uh, creative director, who is in charge of making all of our NFTs, uh, George, came on the team, um, which, by the way, I don't know if if we can get them up on the screen or something, but they look just fantastic. Um, Slowly after that, uh, you know, we, we took on more of our core team, our executive team, rounded that out. Uh, where we are now, we're up to about 30, 35 employees. But Riot Racers itself, it started out uh, kind of as a, we've always called it a play-to-earn game. I think what we've had for a while is a pay-to-play kind of modeler game. And we're slowly about to be rolling out a full play-to-earn game. So Riot Racers is, uh, we are a car racing NFT-based game. So we have assets that are NFC-based, so you can buy them on OpenSea. We have cars, we have drivers for the cars. We have different pieces of land that all participate in the game, uh, such as like gas stations and racetrack land. So those play a role in races. Um, People can own different assets, either our car and drivers, and have a hands-on experience and actually participate in racing. They can own the racetrack land or gas stations and have more of a hands-off experience where uh, they'll reap rewards by holding those assets, but they don't necessarily need to play in the game or participate in our Discord and be there every day. Um, So for the past 10 months, we've we've really been building um, behind the scenes. We have a large engineering team. Uh, We released the first iteration of our racing game, uh, I think like maybe mid-February. And what the game entails is um, anyone can come and play. If you have one car and one driver, those are the two prereqs to participate. And uh, you come, you enter yourself into a race. You're presented with racing conditions. You choose racing strategy. And based on the racing strategy that you choose, how good your car is and how good your driver is, that impacts the outcome of a race. So... You go and enter a race, you're participating with other members in our community. Races are simmed in the background. You're presented a result. If you're on the, the pay and play side, you'll enter a race uh, with our native token, which is called Riot, Riot Token. So you might enter a race for, say, five or 10 Riot Token up to maybe a few hundred, and uh, you will share in the reward pool, which is all given out in Riot. Um, if you're on our pay to uh, play to earn side, you can participate in racing at no cost. We have a robust rental system that we're putting the finishing touches on right now. Uh, so anyone will be able to come and rent out a car and driver combo for free. And then because it's pay to play or rather play to earn, uh, you can go enter races for free. And when you enter races on our uh, play to earn side, it's the same format as our pay to play where it's, you know, you're given strategy, you choose your strategy, although they're 
on the play to earn side are pre-filled. So if you don't want to take the time, you can just kind of click through and, and that's it. You know, where our project itself, we are all, uh, you know, we're all kind of NFT native, I'll call us. Um, we've all been in different NFT communities, participated in them in different discords and projects. Um, a lot of us are crypto native as well. But I think the, the exciting part about it and the thing that really gets us all together is uh, we're all auto enthusiasts. We all love cars. So to be able to mash up NFTs and cars into one nice company and project, it's, it's really like a dream come true for a lot of us. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's really cool, man. So just so I can kind of run all that back. So there's, it's a play to earn model where you're playing with NFT game. Uh, there's cars, mechanic shops, gas stations, and racetrack land. So to be able to play, you need, and, and drivers. So you need a driver and a car to be able to play. Um, you also have a way that you can rent them and basically play for free if you want to, if you're doing that model. But otherwise you have a way that you can go and use the native token to uh, essentially uh, bets on each of the races that you participate in. Um, now, I, I want to first focus on the the drivers and the cars for these NFTs. So by purchasing and finding these these uh, particular driver and particular uh, car, does that give them an advantage in uh, the race itself? Or what are the mechanics in the background that makes the... Um, the, the background algorithm kind of work. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I just threw a lot at you. So that was impressive to boil that down into like 20 seconds, 10, 20 seconds and spit it back at me. So <laughs> thank you for doing that to keep our listeners on, on track here. No problem. Um, so cars don't have any different type of skill rating or any like discerning traits necessarily at the moment that might make one car better than another. We have different classes of car. We have seven classes from look, uh, rookie up to legendary. Your car class dictates the like uh, buy-in or entry that you can do in a race. So if you have a rookie car, you're racing at lower um, like riot amount entry. So you have riot, pri uh, rather you have less or lower prize pools at a rookie level. If you go up to a legendary level, you're gonna have more prize pool. Right now in the cars, that's the biggest difference. Over time, you'll be able to buy upgrades for your car. Your upgrades for your car add to your like car's overall rating. And when you're racing against two cars that are the same, when we do have upgrades and ratings, then a rating will impact uh, a racing outcome. You know, having a higher one will pro uh, provide you a benefit over not. The, on drivers, drivers do actually have skill rating. So when you're purchasing or looking for a driver to participate in a race, that is something that's really important that you want to look out for. All of our drivers have a skill rating between, um, I think it's 323 to 433. And so 433 is the cap. That total rating is divided into five different buckets. So we have traits such as uh, speed and vision and handling and braking. Um, those numbers do matter. The actual like racing algorithm that happens in the background uh, is made up of 51% of a user strategy. So choosing the correct uh, strategy based on racing conditions. And strategy might be things such as you know, what type of braking do you want to use? What type of engine tuning? Um, picking the correct uh, driver for the racing conditions that are presented. The other 49% is made up of the car. So the car's total rating or upgrade, you know, upgrade or amount, which at the moment is uh, not in there. And the other part of that 49% is the driver. So the driver's total rating skills do factor in uh, and are an important thing to look out for. Awesome. So um, a good indicator that 
for people who are looking to play to earn and give themselves a leg up, uh, getting yourself a good driver sounds like gets you in a good position, um, especially as it relates to understanding the algorithm of strategy that you need for particular tracks. So now let's go for the passive income standpoint. So we have the gas stations and the racetrack land. Can you speak on that a little bit more? Yeah. Um, so we usually don't like, you know, call it or refer to it as passive income. Uh, more so we like to look at it as rewards. So if you own a gas station, if you own a mechanic shop, if you own a racetrack land, um, we have what's called Riot Owners Club. We actually have two things. We have Riot Owners Club and RRS, Riot Reward Share. So Riot Owners Club, uh, if you own, there's four or five levels. And depending on the assets that you hold in your wallet, you can enter different levels. All that's automated on our site. So when you connect your wallet to our site and you come, uh, you can go to the rewards page. It'll show you what you're eligible to enter. Um, you can go ahead and do that. And then depending on the level that you're in, we'll give you a Riot token, a certain amount per month as a reward. The RRS, Riot Reward Share, um, is uh, a similar thing, but you don't need like groups of assets to hit certain levels per se. Just as a baseline, cards provide Riot token um, and Racetrack Land provides Riot token just for holding one per month. And all that's stackable. So if you own 10 or 20 cars, you'll get 10 or 20 times the amount of uh, Riot rewards by having that car. And all this is done um, like without staking, just by holding the assets, you can come to our site and you can claim those rewards. That's really cool. So uh, it looks like you have a lot of this built out. Um, obviously, you, you are excited for what's to come. And I believe launch is coming up pretty soon. Do you, can you speak to that? Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent. Yeah. So like I said, uh, a little while ago, like mid-Feb, we launched our uh, pay-to-play portion where you can enter races for Riot Rewards. Um, what we are slowly going to be launching in the coming you know, weeks, days even, is our full uh, play-to-earn model. So as it is, you can actually go to our website and participate in the play-to-earn races. Uh, you'll find them under Racing School. They're called Racing School. So they have no entry. They're free to enter. And... Uh, they pay out Riot rewards for each race. What we will be launching uh, is a, a rental system and a breeding system. So our rental system will be coming out. Rentals, um, pretty much any owner of our NFTs, either car or drivers, will be able to rent those out. Um, everything that's rented out is rented in a like profit share system. So it's all free. There's no upfront cost. In exchange for having no upfront cost, um, you have to, as the rentee, provide a portion of race winning. So say you come and rent out my car and you go I don't know, play for a week and you earn you know, 500 Riot tokens. Well, I'm going to set a percent share. I might set 50, 60, 80%, whatever it is. That would be the fee to actually rent it free of charge. You get to keep the rest. Um, so that's how a rental system will work. Rentals are indefinite once an asset's rented out. Uh, there's no timeline on when it can, you know, when it has to be returned. But what can happen, me as the owner of an asset, if I'm not uh, happy with the way that the asset that I have rented out is being used, I can pull it back. And similarly, on the rent D side, 
if for whatever reason they want to turn back the car driver in, uh, they can do that anytime. Short of either of those two actions happening, it's it's an indefinite period that that the rental uh, occurs for. All this is done on our site. We're, we're going to have like a rental marketplace up and running. It'll be really uh, you know UI friendly, uh, very straightforward and easy to use. Um, our breeding system, which really is called spawning, or in our platform, we'll be calling it spawning. Um, we say the word breeding as kind of a, a nod or homage to the other companies that have paved the way, uh, right? And right. it's just kind of industry term, but we looked at that and thought, well, breeding two drivers who are human drivers doesn't doesn't really make a lot, you know, optically, that's not great. Let's not call it breeding. And similarly on cars, right? You can't breed two cars together. So uh, we're calling it spawning. But for those actions, you do need two assets paired together. So either two cars paired together, any two cars will do. Um, the offspring of those two cars will be the lesser class. So out of our seven classes, if you are spawning a legendary car, the highest one, and you're spawning it with a rookie car, the lowest one, your offspring will be a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't have two assets on the car side, you can go ahead and uh, use our Riot Racer-owned milk truck, we're calling it. And for a small extra fee on our spawning, you only need one asset and you can produce an offspring. On the driver side, you will need a male and female to spawn. Um, if you don't have the two parts of the spawning equation, we have our own Riot asset called Queen Bee, which you can come and basically rent or temporarily use uh, to spawn. And the outcome, the offspring of spawn drivers uh, will have a total rating, which is randomly generated between our uh, lower and upper bounds for our existing drivers, which again are uh, 323 and 433. It'll also be randomized in the type. So we have like five or six different types of drivers, um, and that will be chosen at random. Uh, All this will be done on our website again. Um, We're building out really friendly UI system, uh, really easy to interact with, and really these two components uh, will help onboard and bridge uh, the gap of kind of the expensive nature of NFTs, right? So like as it is now to come and play and participate in our racing, uh, you'll need to buy a car and driver, which might cost at a minimum 0. 0.15, 0. 0.2 ETH. If you are in the NFT landscape, you know, that might not, not uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it might not sound all that crazy. If you are onboarding and you're new, that could be a lot of money. Um, right. So we're hoping that this really enables and empowers a lot of people to come and participate in our racing platform really at no cost to them. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept for a lot of people who are already kind of in the space and understand like, you know, what is uh, the standard as it relates to ETH and NFTs and what will be purchased. Um, the prices you just said are, are very chewable, but for your brand new newbie who is coming in uh, to a game uh, of any sort, whether it's mobile or regular game, it's a, it's a premium uh, to, to participate. How, how has... I have two questions. Just one as it relates to this. The first is, as you look at mass adoption and as we onboard uh, the new wave of people that are going to be coming into crypto gaming, how do we educate them and let and and let them know like this is basically like standard for participating in this type of environment and like or what is the on ramp to make it potentially more affordable so that they can scale up and get to a point where they can be making those types of purchases to participate in these games. Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's probably two answers to that. One answer, what I really hope to see and would like to see is that 
we can ultimately empower people to purchase their own car and driver, their own NFTs over time, and you know participate in the game at that level. And doing that by onboarding people through this free rental system, the free races, the free uh, play to earn races. You know, people can come in and participate at that level, earn enough there, and then go on and buy their own car and their own driver. Then play that game and play that system of, okay, I own these two assets, these car and drivers, which I can race. Uh, let me go and spawn them, create more. Now I can go and rent them out. I can earn myself the same way that this person was once doing that I was renting from, right? They can stay in that lane of our, our platform, or maybe they want to buy their own car and driver and come back over to the pay and play side and participate in races. And soon down the road, I'd say probably uh, you know end of Q2, maybe early Q3, we're going to be rolling out uh, an entire new like season on the pay to play side, uh, where I picture being very much like say in golf, FedEx Cup, where you have weekend tournaments that you have to qualify to get into. So qualifying activity might be racing a certain amount of times in the week or maybe winning a certain amount of races. You'll get into the weekend tournament for free, which Riot would be sponsoring and putting up a large prize pool. You would earn points in that weekend tournament for placing a certain level. Uh, and then if you're in a top, say, 50 or 100 standings, you would get invited to like the year-end big Grand Slam playoff thing with a huge, huge Riot purse, right? So ultimately, like the experience, even though you're starting out uh, free and you're not owning anything because there is this kind of scaling issue in NFTs to an extent on pricing, we're hoping to enable people to basically move up as high as they'd like to go through the system and through, you know, basically providing these uh, means to the end for for these users. Yeah, I think there's a, a definitely a unique approach to try to um, appease some of the challenges of initial newbies coming into the space. So um, I am interested to see how all that plays out. Um, one more kind of question I have just relating to the security of setting all this up. So recently in the NFT gaming play to earn space, Axie Infinity had over a $600 million breach um, with you know a smart contract being exposed. Um, I'm sure this is a, a forefront of attention for, for you and your team of making sure that everything's staying secure. But what are some of the things you're putting in place to make sure that this doesn't happen within your own ecosystem? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that was devastating news, um, obviously, to the Axie community, but really the play to earn community and the NFT community as a whole. Uh, that was, you know, a huge huge issue. Uh, I don't think anyone was happy to see that, but hopefully we can learn, all of us can learn from that um, right. and just push forward and get better. Specifically in Riot Racers, how we're taking or picturing security, one is of utmost importance. Um, you know, we we leverage the blockchain for certain components of our game, the components that make a lot of sense. What we've seen from other games that have come before us and that we've learned from is that the blockchain doesn't necessarily make sense uh, for every single activity that occurs. And either that's, you know, we operate on poly. So there isn't a huge transactional cost per se for people that are coming to like, you know, buy from our marketplace or any other item. Um, but we still have seen in other games when they operate on chain, everything is on chain. Say like there's another NFT where races are on chain. You see issues over time. So how we are picturing this and specific to... Uh, safety is that not everything has to be on chain for this to work properly. Like just because we are an NFT in crypto, it doesn't all have to be there. 
certain things like, okay, your assets that you own coming to our marketplace and buying an NFT, right? That could be on chain. It could be, uh, you know, transactional in that way. We can reconcile it. You can see the proof of history, the proof of ownership, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but other things such as our rental system, our rental platform, for the safety of both parties, the renter and rentee, all that we're going to do, we're going to take that um, that kind of transaction, that process off-chain and do it instead on our own system, in our own data storage and centers and, and servers, et cetera. If you're renting my asset in the game, in the algorithm, in the background that uh, simulates, all that's going to happen is that, okay, when you're entering this race, you're, you're basically temporarily using or borrowing my car, my car's ID, and it will simulate. And the alternative to that would obviously be putting on chain, me sending you the asset, you sending it back. But there's various exposure issues there, as you pointed out. You know, there's an Axie hack. We, we don't want anything like that to happen, especially as our platform grows and blows up and potentially has hundreds of thousands of users and you know a multiple of that of assets floating around. We want to right. limit all of that as much as possible. So this is kind of our approach to it, it is taking these simpler tasks off chain and doing them in a very safe and secure way that enables safety for all participants. I think that's a I think that's really, really wise in the way that you're kind of formatting it, even from a standpoint of everything doesn't need to be on blockchain. Kind of like you said, not yeah. all activities on there and by taking some of the things off chain and having it be done in a secure way, I think does reinforce some of that security that you're talking about. So I think that is um, a really cool approach to that. So um, happy to hear that you'll have a, a, a yeah. good approach on on the security side of things. Um, but as we kind of wrap up here, man, like this has been super informative and, and I'm excited to learn more about this. And I'm sure everyone listening is going to want to go and, and, and check this out. But I always like to finish with two fun questions. The first cool. being with all the information that you've been able to learn with building out uh, Riot Racers. If you can impart one to two pieces of wisdom to yourself when you first got started building this, what would you tell yourself? Oh, uh, take time for yourself. Like, take family time. Take leisurely time. Don't just build and work all the time. Segmenting out, like, it becomes difficult when uh, work is like life in reality and there's really no separation. So find find that balance and, and find the ability to uh, take a step back and realize, uh, even though at the moment building is the most important thing and giving all the time to it because there is it is that busy and there's you know these many things going on, uh, take a step back and take an hour and go outside and you know, spend time with your kids. That that's probably looking at this from starting the journey is probably like the biggest piece of advice that I would give out. It's a it's a good reminder because it's very easy to get tunnel vision and, and super excited and passionate about something you're building and and lose sight of just time for yourself and for family and for for, yeah. for things that matter. It's you can you can have a balance of both. You can do both. Uh, it's Absolutely. just a matter of time management. So definitely yeah. definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah. But again, man, as we as we wrap up here, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners today? Uh, you know, final thought: come uh, come test our platform. Uh, we're at uh, Um We have spent, you know, we have a huge engineering team. We spent countless hours building on our platform. Really, our, a lot of our team has been in the NFT space. We've participated in other NFTs. We've played these games. We like to think that we've learned from them. We've learned what was good and what's bad. 
Um, and, and I think we're all really proud and excited about the product that we currently have out and the product that we'll be continuing to roll out uh, our new one in these coming weeks. And even down the road, months and years, you know, we have a lot of other plans. Um, so come see what it's all about. Uh, you can do that, as, as we just talked about a little bit, really for free uh, through this rental system and the play to earn system. Um, so, so come see what we're about. Absolutely. So y'all hit it here first from Premium Cares, aka Michael. Make sure you go check out Riot Racers. Got all the information on their website. They have a really cool Twitter as well. I'll make sure to share all the links in the show notes. But again, thank you so much for spending time with us. And of course, for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from OMS21. Exciting info on crypto and what's going on in the industry. Love the energy Richard brings with the guests. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. We would like to give a special shout out to our Moon sponsor, Acacia Digital. Acacia invests in partners with early stage blockchain companies who are solving complex problems in large markets. Acacia partners with projects that have established technology and communities. Acacia supports public projects exhibiting strong momentum and capacity to grow into large markets. Acacia also directly participates in limited releases such as NFTs tied to unique experiences, access, or products. For more information, go to acaciadigital.io. Again, that's acaciadigital.io. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. 
This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.